0: I'm Donica Contour, and this is Naptime Devotionals, episode 111. I have loved you, saith the Lord, studying the book of Malachi. Welcome to Naptime Devotionals, a come follow me study for busy moms. I'm your host, Donica Contour. I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter day Saints. I'm a wife, I'm a mom, I'm a daughter of God just trying to get home, and I hope that something I say here today will help you on your journey home, too. Alrighty, welcome. Thanks for tuning in, thanks for listening. We're getting to the end of the year, you guys. Um, for next year, I've started find, I've started reading Finding Yourself in the New Testament by Al Carraway. Um, if you don't follow her, I highly recommend you should. You probably know her as the Tattooed Mormon. Um, from her book, More Than the Tattooed Mormon. Um, She's actually not a big fan of uh, that particular title, which I don't blame her. But um, anyway, so I've been reading that and I'm really excited to jump into the New Testament next year. However, this year we are still very much in the old Testament. We're studying the book of Malachi right now. Um, and there's just a couple things I kind of want to talk about. This doesn't touch a specific scripture so much as like kind of a theme of sacrifice. Um, and one of the questions in the come follow me is why does the Lord ask us to give him our best offerings. And I have a quotation here from Sacrifice, the talk Sacrifice, by Dallin H. Oaks from the April 2012 General Conference. It says, knowing what my Savior did for me, His grace in suffering for my sins, and in overcoming death so I can live again, I feel privileged to make the small sacrifice I am asked to make in His service. I want to share the understanding He has given me. Um, and uh, and as I was reading, he, uh, President Oaks also shares this story of um, President, a story that happened to President Hinckley about a young man who was um, in college, he was studying in the United States, and he found the church, um, and he lived in a country where the church is not well received, shall we say, and um, President Hinckley asked him what was going to happen to him when he returned home, and the young man told him, um, that there was a good possibility his family may disown him, consider him dead, that he was basically, um, foregoing all of his career opportunities. It was going to be really hard. Life was going to be kind of just turned against him as soon as he got home. And President Hinckley asked him, are you willing to pray? Are you willing to pay so great a price, um, as this for the gospel? And the young man asks him, well, it's true, isn't it? That's what he says. And, uh, president Hinckley says, yes. And the young men's like, then what else matters? What else matters? Um, so I kind of would just want to talk about sacrifice a little bit. Um, I have, I think we have a tendency to associate Easter season with sacrifice, um, and Christmas more with birth, which makes complete sense, right? We associate Christmas with the birth of Christ and Easter with, um, his death and then his resurrection, Um, But I think it's also important to point out, and I'm sure many others have done this as well, that without Easter, without his sacrifice, without his resurrection, without the atonement, um, the birth of Christ, while certainly interesting in the sense that he is born of a virgin, would be essentially unimportant because it would just be kind of weird. That would be it, um, and so we have to take into account his entire life when we're thinking about the Christmas season and why, um, why it's so important. Why his life and his death and his birth were all so incredible and miraculous. And part of this is his willing sacrifice. And I think this is something. Um, that's really important to notice, Um, in the Oxford English Dictionary, it defines sacrifice as an act of giving up something valued for the sake of something else regarded as more important or worthy. And so when we are thinking about why does the Lord ask us to give him our best offerings, I think part of it is in reverence of him. He gave us his best. He gave us his firstborn son and his firstborn son willingly gave himself so that we might all be saved, so that we might all have the opportunity to be resurrected, to be, to repent, to, um, become atoned, become one with him and to become like our heavenly parents. And none of that is possible without his sacrifice, and I think also, though, it's an opportunity for us to become more like our Heavenly Father. When we are asked to give something that is precious to us, when we are asked to give something that we value, that we hold dear, and offer it to the Lord, trusting Him that He is going to give us something more important, more worthy, more than what we had anticipated for ourselves— I think that this is a powerful, powerful example of us trusting him, of us building our faith with him. Um, immediately comes to mind the story of, um, oh, and now his name left my head. He, he offered, I don't know why, my brain went completely blank. It's like Moses, but it's not Moses, um, who offers his son, um, just a second, Jake, who's the guy who offers his son on the on the altar? He can't hear me. Um, anyway, my brain went completely blank. You guys, I promise I know my scriptures. My my brain is just fried. We were in Disneyland um, all week last week, and then two weeks ago I was in Chile, and my brain is just a pancake. Um, anyhow, is it Isaiah? It's not Isaiah. Isaiah? No, that's not right. Oh, dang! This is gonna really... Jake. Who's the guy who offers his son on the Abraham, Abraham. and his son is what's his son's name Isaac. Isaac. I knew this. It was in there. Abraham and Isaac, you guys. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I told you it's it's a it's a m- melted pancake in my brain. Um, can you melt a pancake? Okay, focus. Abraham and Isaac are the story that immediately come to mind. Their names do not immediately come to mind for me, but the story does of Abraham, who has so, so, so longed for a son, who has been promised this son. And it takes a long, long time for him to finally get Isaac. And then he gets Isaac. And what is he asked to do? He is asked to sacrifice him. Um, And I recently learned this year, because I had always imagined this as me like walking up to the altar with my my eight-year-old trying to do this. And like that breaks my heart to even like have to explain to that. But it actually... Isaac was like a fully grown man. And so he 100% knew what was being asked of him. And he trusts his father and he trusts his heavenly father. So much so that he was like, yes, dad, I will be, I will be. I, okay. All right. Right. Cause he asked his dad, well, what about, what about the, the sacrifice? And he's like, God will provide one. Um, and I think so often, like, Obviously, he doesn't, right? The angel comes down and he stops him, stops Abraham from sacrificing his son. But the intention was there. He was going to go through with it. He was going to do this, even though I'm sure every instinct in his body, right? And his every instinct in his in his natural man was telling him, don't do this. Don't kill your kid. Um, He offered his son because he trusted Heavenly Father more then he was worried about what his inner natural man was telling him. And I think that this is a very, this is a little off topic, but I want to talk about it for a second. It's something that's kind of hard to find a balance in. For our our natural man tendencies are very fear-based, right? Um, Whereas our spiritual being tendencies, the things that the spirit asks us to do, the things that our internal divine selves know are right and good to do, tend to be more faith-based. Our natural man would be like, "Mm, I don't want to do that. That seems scary. Whereas our um, spirit, our good divine self says, it's okay. God has us in his hands. Um, So I just want you to think about this Christmas season of what sacrifices we can offer. Um, I know that we're asked to give a contrite heart. A uh, broken heart and a contrite spirit, um, but also in this season where there is so much giving, um, maybe just take a minute and see if there are sacrifices that you are already making, and like be aware of those. Make make see what you are already doing, um, and then also see if there's more that you can do. Is there that one thing that you've been nervous or scared or Slightly unwilling to give up in in favor of something better. Um, Because that's the thing with sacrifice. It has to be willing. I can't make you make a sacrifice. That's just taking it from you. You have to be willing to give up something you value for the sake of something else regarded as more important or more worthy. Um, My kids got to learn this lesson at uh, Disneyland this past week where we taught them about how in order to say yes to something, you have to be willing to say no to other things. And sometimes there are things you don't want to say no to. So you say yes to those things and say no to the other things. Um, And I feel like understanding sacrifice is the same way. So I'll talk to you guys next week.